Hi. Hi. <laughs> Long time no see. Yeah. Oh, okay. Now we can go. Excellent. Okay. Let's do this. All right, baby. How are you? I'm good. Yeah. We took Wayne to uh, sushi for the first time. Well, first, have you taken him to a restaurant yet? We have, but like not too many times. Um, The last time was actually pretty funny. We took him to this like Mexican restaurant and we didn't know it was like a live music night. Oh my god. <laughs> and it was so loud. <laughs> we probably should have had like those baby earphones Headphones. on him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Especially but Mexican. I don't know. No uh no it shade. Was a lot of, no, it no, no, no. Like, it was just ah! Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and we were like right by the speaker. I was like, oh my god. Oh, oh. but he loved so it. Dramatic. Like, loved it. Um yeah. that he was maybe like seven months when we took him for that now he's almost a year old and was just like staring at everyone i was like toys (laughs) guess not because all these people he's just gonna be like he was like mouth wide open like ah (laughs) oh my god wild yeah he's a covid baby so that's to be understood i was at a restaurant on friday that had music too and i was very concerned when I walked in, because it's Ukrainian, so it's like a pianist and a violinist and our accordionist, and I was like worried because the person we were with has hearing aids, like she's hard of hearing. Okay. And I was like, oh God, <laughs> we're going to have such a hard time <laughs> talking being to able her. to hear each other. But it wasn't it. that bad. The the oh, guys, good. there was two of them. There was a pianist and a violinist, and then the pianist played accordion as well. Sometimes, um, like at the end of the night, he went around the room. They did the whole thing from table to table, type of thing. Ooh, it was really nice. Okay, that's really. Oh, that's so I nice. was a nice restaurant. I would highly recommend it. What was it? What's it called? It's in Richmond Hill, and it's called Rhapsody, and it's a Hungarian place that's been around for a long time, and it's very old school, like traditional kind of Hungarian place, but I really like the vibe. Like, it was a cool vibe, very clean. It was so clean, and it was like a family-run but nice place. It was really nice. Well, that's so nice. The That'll food. be a good experience. So good, like fresh, delicious, you know? Amazing. Yeah, it was good. So we both enjoyed some meals out. With live music. With live music. There was no... I find at the sushi restaurant we go to, the music they play isn't like... Like they'll play My Heart Will Go On by Celine Dion, but it's not Celine Dion It's a cover, yeah. Yeah, I know. It's like only covers that they play. It's probably some Asian person that they have. Oh, for in sure. A, yeah. They have some like a cheaper... factory of singers, you know? <laughs> well, and then they, maybe they don't have to pay as much in royalties to play the no. music. No. No. <laughs> Just to cover, I think it costs less, obviously. But yeah. I don't know. It's that's an interesting question because, like, why not just play Celine Dion? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's like the owner's daughter or something. <laughs> or they're a famous Asian person. We don't know. 
Yeah, maybe. We're someone I don't know. <laughs> I I'm mean, like, like wow. I'm pretty ignorant when it comes to that stuff. So same. Like my friend um, Carol, she's like a Chinese Canadian and she just she'll talk about like Korean soap operas and stuff like that. And I'm just like, I have no idea who these people are, like all these <laughs> Chinese actors and stuff. I'm yeah. Like, no concept. Oh yeah. It's like but they're so famous in the different like countries that they're they're coming from or whatever. No, oh, honey. Especially like, like famous... Bollywood. There's like a whole oh, other world. Amazing. Like, listen, there's famous people in Quebec we have no idea about oh for sure no but they for have sure. their own like industry right like yeah quebec is its own entity and they have their own stars and their own sort of hollywood system there oh, for it's sure. fascinating Even, like francophone like french films and stuff i guess i'm assuming anything from quebec singers uh actors uh you know talk show hosts they have a whole like entertainment industry that's completely separate from the rest of canada so i did not know that it's, it's wild cool. it's absolutely wild but also speaking of bollywood have you seen triple r no okay. honestly i'm so far behind on like shows and movies generally mm. so although you we did watch like alone it. yeah triple r it's called it's up. yeah rrr and it's an indian i think it's indian movie it's three hours long and when I, i'm saying it's three hours because you don't realize it's three hours it's like really? a musical dance action movie oh it's okay. so good it's so good I'm looking it up yes it's on netflix last i saw anyway so well, sorry bones is back on prime yeah i know i i think it might have gone off for like a day and come back on or something i maybe they had to sign a a license or something yeah the timing just fell between the cracks okay apparently maybe. if you look up triple r it's like a moving company as well so you got to look up triple r movie yes also, oh it's literally like rrr yes sorry oh no i did see i saw commercials for this yes it's on netflix i think it was where okay. i saw it yeah mark and i definitely saw a trailer for this it's so like good. as you're scrolling through and it's like recommended yes okay we have to watch it well if you like action superhero kind of vibe yeah you know and it's like it's really quite fascinating actually and the dancing is phenomenal like indian dancing is like amazing. oh yeah on another level man well anything else good on netflix these days no are you did I... you say you saw alone uh, yeah alone frozen oh i haven't seen that we just finished season nine okay so we have watched a bunch of seasons i don't know which ones i want to say like the first four that we didn't watch for a long time and then we found out about alone frozen and we we're like so interesting can 50 people or can can these six people make it for 50 days you so must... are they together as a team then no so they're all dropped off in individual locations but this time like it's not whoever survives the longest it's whoever makes it to 50 days gets to skip the the get, gets to split the jackpot um if no one makes it to 50 days then no one wins like you get nothing where did they go so they went to labrador um really 
Oh, yeah. And they drop them off, like, at the very end of fall. So it's like... What? Or, wait a minute. What season did you watch? It was called Frozen? I think it's called Frozen. It's like Hold a, like a spinoff. Oh, bring is it? Because the one I just yeah. watched... You probably Hold watched on. Alone, and they actually were in the Arctic. No, they went to Labrador in this season. Oh, wait. What? Was Win- Winoy- Winoya there? No. So Alone Season 9 is what I watched. Alone, alone, alone. 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 Sorry, I'm looking it up. I can cut all this out. Alone oh, Season yeah, that's 9. Fine. There it is. Yeah, so it's just a regular Alone. Okay, 2022. Yeah. So, they're yeah. in Labrador. So I think you're you're you went to the Arctic in Weird. Frozen it would make more sense. But that's also Labrador. Is it? That's wow, so people are crazy about Labrador. Because in Frozen, let me look here. Yes, Labrador. Yeah, also 2022. Huh. Wow, they spent some time in Labrador. I guess so. Because there was another one. Uh, I was looking up this Canadian um, survivalist. He used to have a show called Survivor Man. And his name was Les Stroud. And he had yep. several seasons of that show. Mark is obsessed. The one place that he had the hardest time was Labrador. Everybody goes crazy in Labrador. Seriously. Well, just watching that show, like, and I guess you saw the same conditions because you also watched the one with Labrador, just different, a different season season. or whatever. The newest season with Labrador. Yeah, but I haven't seen Frozen. I think that they filmed it at the same time. So I wonder if they dropped those contestants off at the same time. Like, was it winter? No, fall to winter. Okay, for sure. For sure, they dropped them off at the same time. I bet. How you. is that possible, though? Like, how is that possible? They have 16 people, technically, because they have 10 people in the main show, six yeah. people on this show, and they're just how dropping many, them off willy nilly? How far, who made it the longest? Or not who, but like, how long was the longest amount of days? 74, 75. Are you serious? Mm hmm. Watch Alone Frozen, and then you'll see why my reaction is that way. <laughs> no, I get it. It's rough. Like, everyone said Labrador is the toughest. Like, it's so... And I can see why. But, I mean, personally, like, I'm from the Maritimes, so I know, like, this weather is normal. Like, it's yeah. normal. So, <laughs> but nobody's prepared for it. So, and holy shit. Yeah, I would not be able to do that. It's rough. It's rough. And the thing no. is, like, the problem I had in watching this latest season, and we'll we'll move on. I was just thinking about, every, okay, what really bothered me is that nobody tried ice fishing. Because fishing you can do year round. And Greg yes. gets so mad. He gets really mad that they don't know how to fish. Like, he gets so mad about it. Because yeah. he's like, there's fish, right? There! He gets so mad. They're like, I'm starving. <laughs> I'm starving. No! There's no There's food. There's fish right there. Did they did they collect mussels on your season? No. Okay, it's so they're too were cold for mussels. Okay, so they were in a different part of Labrador because like for the fall, like right before it started snowing, they were able to like collect mussels at the My- ocean. Right. So maybe Mark knows the answer to this, but, and I was talking to Greg about this because it's not 
for lack of protein, honestly, like they're able to get beaver, they're able to get fish, tons of squirrels, they ate so yeah. many squirrels, rabbits, birds, tons of birds, um, lots of grouse, grouse. And my question is, is there a root vegetable or a green or something with carbohydrates? Because that's what you be. need. You have to have be. something with carbs in it for energy. And like they were picking blueberries a lot. No, that's not that enough. We saw. Like, I'm talking like a potato style root vegetable. Like, okay. like Greg said, you can get carbs from bulbs. Like, yeah, you know, you know, hosta, you know, the green plant everybody has in yeah. their garden. It's called a hosta. Yeah you can eat the roots of that plant i don't know they're that. edible yeah no i i found that out it's pretty cool like zombie apocalypse skill like you know you're like starving get yeah. a hosta dig it up eat the root and you're so, good and greg says there's carbs in bulrushes like if you eat bulrushes there's carbs but i'm talking about like a grain like you know how like grass has seeds on it yeah. and you can make flour with it and i was thinking like there has to be some kind of grain that you can mill and make flour and bannock like a, a native yeah. style bread with it anyway yeah because they have like um like a what is it called a skills challenge that they also released for a loan and one of the things on there is that you have to make an oven and you had to bake a loaf of bread in there but like they they bring the ingredients from home but it would be cool if they could make like a loaf of bread out in the wilderness. Well, anything really. Yeah, especially. Yeah. But I just find it like when they get a big piece of meat, like a deer or beaver or whatever. Yeah. It's like it's processing the meat. Like it's getting it. Yeah. So it doesn't. I don't know. Like I, I find it fascinating as well. Like I think it's really interesting. I feel like. I wouldn't last long. I'm just going to say that. I, I was going to say the same thing. I was going to be like, I don't think I could do it. <laughs> and Greg, I think, would do well. Like, he would probably make Mark a too. go of it. Maybe not 75 days, though. Like, you but, have to be, like, committed to that. Well, the, one of the people that was in the last, I'll just say no spoilers, but the last three in the latest season, one of them was a Chinese-Canadian doctor who is also in the military wow one of them was this mexican canadian guy who Canadians. trained for the show by spending 100 days alone in the wilderness already like he taught he went and trained oh, and did boy. it like method acting the other person was a woman from idaho in her 50s and it was a toss-up like those three were like very competent the mexican dude was great at fishing okay the chinese dude was really smart and efficient like the way that he made like greg got so mad at them because they wouldn't make pathways for themselves like that they would climb through the brush and not make a path like what's wrong with you like <laughs> how are you supposed to walk through this heavy heavy brush like just 
make a pathway. <laughs> so the Chinese guy did. He made pathways so he oh, would have an easier time like moving around, right? Makes anyway, sense. it's fascinating. It's really cool. It is cool. And this is but... a lone spin-off series. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but I was thinking like it's been done. Like Les Stroud from Survivor Man did it, right? Like he would spend a week alone with his camera with nothing. Or he would do it like if you were stranded, like, and you only had limited supplies, how could you survive? Like, you know, use this, yeah. use that, right? And then there's that other guy, Bear Grylls, the British dude. Yeah. I wasn't into him. He was too flashy for me, but. Mark loves Sur Survivor Man. Like, he has, his brother-in-law got him years ago. I can't remember when, but years and years ago, got him like a, got him a signed book from uh survivor man from les stroud that's really funny you wanted me to tell really you the cool. connection greg has with survivor man tell me he used to have roommates greg at the house here before yeah. he was married so he had a couple of japanese girls and this british dude named ben and this okay. ben dude was he lived on the third floor that's where his room was and he was a yoga instructor okay and he got a job working for les stroud traveling the world uh doing yoga with him like like that's being so his cool. private yoga guy <laughs> that's so cool you wouldn't realize that that's a job <laughs> no it's pretty great i was like okay i'll travel the world and make you i can figure out how to do or, yoga i don't know fuck i, I got lots of yoga. skills <laughs> so um, kelly yes Brittany. i'm like do we have to talk about this episode? Because I don't know what proper <laughs> language to use. <laughs> you know what? There's like, I feel like this episode. It's like not even important. Like the, the case. It's another one of those episodes where the case is irrelevant. And yes. it's all about moving forward with certain plot points. Like certain. Mm-hmm character plots certain like love stories or whatever so we can talk about the case i don't want to get into too much of the nitty no gritty, I but unnecessary. I, we'll probably end up doing it anyway probably you know what i mean i have comments i just <laughs> i didn't feel it was that interesting honestly the case i didn't is that bad this episode is that no bad? i i was the same Honestly, I was kind of like, it was very convoluted. I was like, okay. Yeah. I thought like, the same thing. I don't need this twist. It's stupid. Like, I don't need Yeah. Well, twist. the twist was, it was, and it was almost too subtle. If that makes sense. It was, anyway, we'll get to it. But it's like. Yeah, it didn't make enough of a leap. Like, the twists were so, yeah. like, like, lateral. It was like a lateral yeah. twist. It was just kind of like a this kind of twist instead of like whoa you know yeah no 180s just like maybe a five degree turn yeah like a small degree <laughs> exactly like a small little nudge to the exactly right exactly <laughs> on that note shall we welcome everyone to our episode of squintcast i'm kelly and i'm Brittany. and today we're going to talk about season two episode six the girl in sweet 2103 okay which to be honest i don't <laughs> i watched this episode so many times like they could have come up with a better name 
for this episode, but that's just <sighs> me. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. How do you do that? Because all of their stuff is like the girl here, the boy there, the man there. Yeah. So what would I guess it, be? it had to be? The the, the girl, girl in the in the chandelier. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. The girl in the ceiling. The girl in the chandelier. Exactly. I like it. Yeah. Girl in the chandelier. Yes. Oh my god. Yes. Well, it does start off kind of funny. If we want to get yes. into it. Yes, go for it. So, opening scene. Booth and mm. Brennan are in an elevator. And Booth is humming along to the music. Kelly, have you ever hummed along to elevator music and smiled? Like, this guy just got laid. This is the uh, conclusion <laughs> I'm coming to. <laughs> so, he's very happy. He's not wearing a suit. I don't know what what's up with that. He's wearing... I, I can't, can't tell. What, says. what day... It is. Yeah. Like maybe the middle of the night, but it was a cocktail party. Anyway, I'm not really sure. They walk into they walk off the elevator into a disaster stone disaster zone. Yeah. A room where a cocktail party after a conference on drug trafficking tra- trafficking in South America was held. And four people are they know that four people are dead. Brennan's being brought in to look at the um, remains of one particular individual because they've ID'd all the rest of them and just make sure that it makes sense that who they think that skeleton belongs to is that victim. But when she's looking at the remains, she notices that there's body parts from another victim that like body parts that don't belong bones specifically that don't belong to that skeleton. And, and it was fine. Yeah, that lady was who she thought it was. Whatever. We'd never talk about those four people ever again. And then, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I know. I just realized died. that. Like, they were so, <laughs> unfortunately, they died. But the only reason we're over here at this fourth person or whatever uh, is because Brennan starts rooting around or yes. like messing around. And she notices all these extra bits and bobs, like these remains, like are just sort of scattered around this other body. So needless to say, Booth and Booth's like, oh, what's going on? Like, you know, uh, hey, Cam, are you missing anything like over there? Like bits and bobs. And she's like, no, everybody's intact, whatever. And Brennan's like, yeah, shit, there's like another body somewhere. There's another person here. So then Brennan, finally, after looking all around her, shines her flashlight up to the ceiling and ta-da! There's this incredibly, okay, perfect angle. Like this this skeleton with with some stuff on it. (laughs) Like it's not just bones. (laughs) Skeleton with stuff on it. This like burnt corpse is just yeah. like stuck in this chandelier in the ceiling, and like yeah. it was like no eyes, but like staring down at them. Yeah, like face first. Yeah. Like, hey guys, I'm over here. <laughs> but like, how did it get up there? Like, and the chandelier well, is fine. The chandelier is fine, and his body like I don't know how she fit through. I don't like, know did her body how go this up and around? Yeah. And then land. Anyway, it's just it's uh, very well executed. 10 out yes. of 10 for uh, yes. positioning. Definitely. <laughs> oh definitely. So 
Yeah. So there are five people that died is what we concluded. We also meet someone important, which I kind of skipped over. Do we miss, um, do we meet them here? Yeah. We met him when we got off the elevator. So there's this guy named uh, uh, Radswell who Alex. is Alex Radswell. Thank you. I only wrote down his last name for some reason. Um, he works for words. I can't think of words. The State Department. Thank you, State Department. <laughs> so he works for the State Department. And it took he, me a um, minute too, Brittany. I was yeah, like, when I, even while I was watching the show, I'm like, what the hell does he work for again? I was trying Do to you, figure it out. <laughs> I feel like I typed State Department so many times, but not in this section of my notes. So, you know. <laughs> um, anyway, so this guy, Alex Radswell. Yes. Um, Booth hates him because apparently the FBI hates the State Department because they never see eye to eye they are they're always on different pages and they have different motivations exactly the state department wants to maintain like diplomacy whereas the fbi wants to solve crimes and sometimes those things conflict but the other thing i'm just going to say here because it's referenced throughout the episode is that brennan makes a comment about the fact that mr radswell is a little person she references it several times in the episode, just warning you, it's going to be aggressive. It's really bad. I'm just going to say it right good. now. It's not good. It makes Brennan come off very poorly in this poorly episode. Insensitive. Which is why we don't like her in this, right? That's probably why we don't, we don't like this episode very much. Even Booth, like, he kind of jumps on board because he hates this guy for being for working for the state department he kind of jumps on board like the bones train of being like yes we're gonna make fun of this guy for the way he was born just from like a 2022 lens it is not i don't think booth was on board he was very uncomfortable with it like he was there's some scenes no bones no no don't do that (laughs) don't do that please please no this guy though Mm. honestly dealt with it really well i thought like he doesn't he's like well it's none of your business like what specific bone disorder i have that made me this height but like f off <laughs> yeah and Brad is like it is my business because i'm a forensic anthropologist but you are correct it's not relevant exactly i was just oh like God. wow so anyway we, we she eventually in this whole after this interaction after they look around the room and i will mention because i've seen this show a few times this episode I did notice there were shots of Cam looking at Booth, like they give each other glances in this oh, episode. Yeah. A lot of glancing. Lots of glances. Mm-hmm. They were, I'm surprised that she showed up before him because pretty sure they were together immediately before based on that humming <laughs> in the elevator. Oh boy. Yeah. I'm curious how much time has passed. Like, I wish we Me knew too. how much time passed between last episode and this. Because yeah. if you remember, at the end of the last episode, they were in bed together. Yeah. So, like, is this the next day? Is this, like, an hour later? A month later? I'm so curious. Okay, so... Sorry. No, but, like, it's funny. So, basically, on the heels of, like, solving a serial killer kind of murder, they're on this sort of explosion. There's a lot of crime happening, eh? Like, Oh, Jesus. yeah. Lots of stuff going on. <laughs> Pretty cool. Like, the, the actual case itself is interesting. Like, what happened with the body, how this person yeah. died, whatever. Just, like, yeah. 
anyway, we'll we'll get to all the details, but yes. then we have our intro. Yes. Sing it. I should really watch that show too. That's my favorite part. Oh my god. It's so good. I used to be obsessed. There's a reason why it's been on forever. That's true. It's a good show. A little depressing, but quite good. Okay, yeah. sorry. We're back at the right. at the legal at the lab. We're at the, the lab, and now the mystery begins in trying to find out who this person is that they found in the chandelier. Cam Booth and Brennan are walking and talking. They're discussing the case. Uh, you know, like who checked into the hotel that day, how the bomb went off, etc. They're just having little chit chat. They yeah. find out that the body is that of a woman who they're they're assuming was the bomber. And they mentioned to Booth because Booth was like shocked to find out it was a woman. And so Brennan's like, yeah, because of this, that and the other. And then Cam says, yeah. And also there's a vagina. And yeah. <laughs> like then you, Booth, she has a vagina. <laughs> yeah. And then Booth is all like he gets weirded out by this like whole vagina talk. And he refers to the vagina as girly parts. <laughs> When he doesn't understand how her head exploded, but the rest of her didn't, basically. Like, he's like, how is it everything else is, like, crazily unintact when this is? And then he walks away from the whole thing very uncomfortably. Yeah. In the real world, an FBI agent would never do that. But we're going to give hope a little bit of the benefit of the doubt here. At least he's wearing... Isn't he wearing a suit at this point? He's wearing like, a suit. He's so dressed is, up now. Is it the next day? It must be. I'm assuming that it took a little while to get the body out of the crime scene. So maybe this is the next day. He had time to go home and like shower and get changed out of his t-shirt. Which is fine. Okay. This is... Okay. I thought the cam had improved, but this episode kind of shows me that maybe she hasn't. Because during this scene, I have a theory about what's happening here, but go on. Okay. Yes. I want to hear it. But so basically <laughs> Hodgins is going to run some tests. That's fine. Angela informs them that she recreated the face from the skull. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's already sent it to Booth. And Cam is not happy with this. She's wanting everything to be, everything should go through her before it goes out to Booth or goes out to anyone. Um, and she kind of like says like don't send stuff without informing me first and kind of like walks off <laughs> right she says, she's like oh sorry yeah. no no go ahead go just ahead. Her, the comment she makes is like i don't know she is power tripping so hard in this episode she says every circus needs a ringmaster and in this circus it's me like everything needs to get run by me okay 
which is we'll talk about this later but i yes. didn't feel the same way i didn't think this was a power trip personally okay okay i got a different vibe from it but i just want to mention when zach and hodgins confirmed the woman was caucasian she was in her late teens to early yep. 20s and she had these definitive markers about like certain uh wear and tear on her bones that showed that she was basically a waitress and i was like I'm dying to know what a forensic anthropologist would say about my body. I would love to know. <laughs> like, no, seriously. Like, I think it, it could be like going to see a psychic. So you pay money and they scan your body and then they tell you what you've done with your body and then you confirm or deny or like confirm it. Like, oh, you're right. You're like, you're, yeah, you good, know, job. You're able to, good job. But I just think <laughs> it would be real interesting. It would be cool. Like, oh, you work a desk job. Oh, like, and even trying to get more specific. Yeah. Like, I want them to tell me if I was a swimmer, if, I, if they can tell I'm a boxer, if they can tell, you know, with yeah. my house cleaning, she's on her feet a lot. She does this. She bends over, da, da, da. Like, all these, all that different yeah. stuff. It would just be really cool, like, um, like a magic show. You pay, like, 20 bucks. You go in. They tell you all this stuff about yourself. And then, I don't that know. I think it would be cool. really cool. That would be really fun. <laughs> I wonder if they would get it right. Like, is it as that's, accurate as they are on the show? Yeah, that's the point. I want to know. It's like, you want to know if the psychic is right. You want to know if the forensic anthropologist is right. All right. It's, I wonder if there is a... We're going to look into this. Yes. Okay. Now we're at the FBI building. Yes. Radswell's there. Brennan's there. Booth is there. And oh my God, Brennan, shut up. So... There's basically the three of them are together and Radswell is commenting on how they need to be more respectful of, of this woman, of yes. the, um, this not lawyer, this judge lady. Yeah. Because... They're about to interview this judge that was at present during the explosion. Yes. And she is, she has diplomatic immunity. She's from Bogota. I thought is how you say it, but in this episode, Columbia yes it's bogota bogota i didn't know did not know that so she is supposedly a friend of the united states he's really trying to bring home like you got to be respectful make sure that you aren't overstepping whatever and booth is like yeah yeah, yeah whatever here we go <laughs> and brennan just goes off about how booth isn't really standing up to him and if he was making the comments that he is and he was a full-size person she's saying like then you would be telling him you're gonna kick him through the window but because he's so tiny you actually could and she Ugh. is just so awkward then he he's making a comment basically this radswell guy is like basically telling them listen you're gonna do what i say or you're gonna get fired so follow along but okay Brent, he says it oh, yes fired from what their jobs i would or hope from, from the case the case i would hope from the case because you would think that the state department can't well get people fired from their jobs it's fine you never know right you just never yeah, know exactly but it's this is kind of like a ta the tables have turned in this scene and <laughs> and booth does point it out because brennan doesn't get like he's the state department guy raswell is telling them this but says it in like a very formal way um and booth has to translate for her for once 
yeah. and Booth does comment like as they're walking into the conference room like oh that was a nice moment I'm translating for you this time <laughs> she's just like what I know she doesn't get What's government happening? speak it's so funny and Booth is feeling all like chuffed because he's like ha I got to translate something for you for a change <laughs> so yeah this guy Alex is really definitely like a lot of red tape that's in the way of their moving forward with this investigation yeah and he's proving to be yeah a big problem for them well, i just also, want to say bogota yes. is no. a one of the largest cities in the world it's the capital of colombia there's like 12 million people who live there like within a certain like it's a small like 780 square miles i'm looking it up here there's 12 million people in this like little space i didn't know that bogota is is it mountainous scary <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> for me i would for yeah there's mountains definitely it's in south america so it's going to be part of the whole i would assume the andes mountain range yeah i'm wondering if that makes it easier or harder to build up the population because they can put like the housing up on mountains yeah i don't know maybe that's a stupid point but yeah it doesn't you know what it is it's the betrayal and all the like in all these movies and shows that we see like yeah. you see Colombia as being like this place with, where they have a problem with the cartel. Like, and it's not any different from this episode where there are multiple references to the cartel in Colombia. In fact, in this very scene that we're about to talk about in mm. the conference room, um, yeah. when they're talking with the judge. So this judge, her name is Dolores Ramos and her husband Juan is there as well. Um, mm. And so she was the keynote speaker at this event that, where the bomb where the so-called bomb went off right um and we find out in this scene okay first of all she's not all that helpful so that's great. <laughs> um she basically gives them no information but does offer to help um but we find out that they is they're wondering if they receive threats because they would they're constantly being threatened by the cartel and they find we find out that actually the government always provides them with bodyguards because eight years ago they actually their daughter was killed um with a connect some issue with the cartel yeah some attack from the cartel so apparently some friends in the colombian law enforcement are going to help with this investigation and they are they never show up in this episode spoiler alert so that didn't actually happen <laughs> but they're like yeah we've never seen this girl before um anything else do you need anything from us Oh my! Oh God. yeah. By the way, we have diplomatic immunity. So yes, uh, this is this is throwing a wrench into <laughs> things too, right? Oh, for sure. That I found there were a lot of scenes in this episode where they don't they don't really get anywhere. Like we're not getting anywhere. We're finding out about characters and that yeah. they have like this history of grief, I guess. But like nothing new is really decided but oh no. my god there's a scene with angela angela and hodgins next so yes there is so next scene hodgins bursts into angela's office and wants her to check out some pictures he's taken angela and they're, says they're not um dick pics just to be clear yeah well she asks him do i want <laughs> to see these pictures because she's like doesn't trust to you know he's like what do you mean like what kind of a man do you think i am and she's like well you know sometimes guys think things are funny when you know they're just gross like <laughs> so it turns out he took some pictures of the hotel room where the bomb went off and he thinks he saw something on the wall 
regardless. And he, after a bunch of talking and like looking at the computer and picture, blah, blah, blah. And like looking at each other with. Um, oh my God. What's the Here right we word? go. Like, FBI's no, but the whole point. Or... <laughs> <laughs> the whole point of the scene, and there's a few of them, is to get Angela and Hodgins in the room together to have yes. interactions. So, who gives a shit? They saw something on the wall. Fine. Is it a shadow? We don't know. We're going to figure this out over time. Is this Angela's job? Apparently, she anything to do with sort of computers is fire her job. inspection. <laughs> yeah, that we'll talk about that. We're gonna get to that scene, but listen, last season <laughs> Zach and Hodgins were Hodgins were bomb experts. All of a sudden, so that's true. They are they in can, this one too. You can put your mind if you can put your mind to it. You can do anything, right? Right. So he gives her the pictures. She's looking at the thing. They're talking and all this stuff. He's very close to her. And the whole point of the scene is that like Hodgins is sitting there and he pulls something else out of his pocket and he wants to talk about another piece of evidence. And she's like, oh, no, no, no. You know, I know what you're doing. You're trying to like stay here and keep talking to me, but yeah. go away with that piece of evidence. Exactly. Go like away. that has nothing to do with me. Please leave. She's so funny. <laughs> but you can tell like nothing is creepy about these interactions at one point there was like a little bit of a creep vibe in my opinion between Hodgins and Angela where it was like is Angela wanting these advances yeah. advances from Hodgins but now you can tell she likes them like she yeah because she looks him at him and like yeah exactly because that's endearing. how she looks at him when he leaves the room she goes she looks at him like she's going oh like yeah like cute. oh he's so, so cute sweet. so cute <laughs> oh, oh, i can't cute. believe this is happening <laughs> it's my dream it's coming through God. it's coming true um <laughs> i just can combine through and true so <laughs> to anyone listening um <laughs> anyway so the next scene we're with zach and cam and there's no point to this scene whatsoever well, not really. So Cam is basically trying to micromanage the team. And in doing so, somehow she ends up with one-on-one -on -one time with Zach. She's wanting him to open up more. And by open up more, she means like be more communicative with the case facts. Instead, he starts telling her about his close acquaintance that um, is a woman who is a performance artist. And last month she enclosed herself in a plastic box with, box with six rabbits <laughs> and it actually went really well anyways so she doesn't want to know that information this is look fine at this double chin i got going on here today you're look doing great no, you look beautiful like double chin i'm pretty sure i have like 10 chins Honey, with the angle no I'm at. you don't <laughs> anyway i'm in the shadows <laughs> so regardless cam puts oh, the kibosh on this yes. like personal information and tries to explain to zach that he doesn't she doesn't need to know all this. So then Zach says a name. He says Lisa Winokur. And there was a point to this scene. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we find out the identity of the person uh, and that it's was not in the, the chandelier. And it's not the rabbit performance artist. It's uh, the woman in the chandelier. Her name is Lisa Winokur. Does Cam get creeped out by Zach? No. Did you get that vibe or that she just thinks that he's kind of like socially inept yeah but everyone knows that about zach he's perfectly harmless and he's cam, so harmless listen i've got theories about cam in this episode okay i want to know more and more okay okay oh my god this woman jesus christ okay so we end up 
talking to Lisa Winokur's mom. Her name is Jill. She seems like a really wonderful, nice lady until we find out some information. First of all, she has a really interesting relationship with her daughter, which like to each their own seems very open. She knows that her daughter was a very attractive woman. Mm -hmm. And although she was living with her because she was in her late teens, early twenties, which seems very reasonable. Right. um, Her daughter got around she had different partners and she wouldn't come home sometimes so she didn't really listen of it booth is the one that says it he's the one who's like slut shaming lisa going oh yeah did she not come home a lot at night (laughs) i'm like leave this girl alone (laughs) oh my god well she it turns out that lisa was kind of seeing someone yeah um he was foreign puerto rican maybe like this one she called this dude senior hot stuff right and he was really rich and really sweet and these are the only facts that you know about your daughter's fling like it seems like they're so close but she basically knows nothing about this guy not a name like nothing okay i thought that was kind of odd i don't know i i like the mother i thought she was fine i just felt so bad for her because oh, she was so good was though, so the devastated actress? oh the actress, the actress was, great. was great i did not like the character but the actress was fantastic yeah. so i'm not i'm not trying to put down the actress that's for sure but we're back in angela's office yes with hodgins yes and cam arrives at the end but basically angela's figured it all out she's used um hodgins pictures and has determined that the fire started in this one area and given angles and all these calculations she did the shadow that was on this image that Hodgins had taken is was basically a person Mm -hmm. that was standing there when the fire was happening but had left when the bomb went off so there was a a fire and then an explosion Mm -hmm. in that order oh my god Hodgins (laughs) so um Hodgins is really happy about this information he's so happy that she was able to figure this out so fast and he says oh I could kiss you and she says that would require permission and I deny that permission (laughs) (laughs) so yeah it's so okay (laughs) outside of work for sure they're hooking up there's no question about no, it no well we'll talk about it later because something else happens here. okay but regardless yes. hodgins is excited about this new information he gets up he goes I'm, I'm gonna tell booth right away yes just as cam walks in and she's like wait a minute don't you gotta tell me first and he just keeps walking he doesn't even stop but like <laughs> angela can tell her yeah yeah exactly she's angela's, the one who came up with the information anyway angela's right there but I guess the whole point you can of just this, say, hey, Angela, what is he talking about? Like, what is he saying? But I guess the whole <laughs> point, this is now the second time that <sighs> information is going to be reported outside the Jeffersonian without going through her first. So I feel like she's getting the perspective that she's not being respected. OK, again, I have theories. You have <clears> theories <throat> and I want to know so much more. OK, well, it's going to come up. Don't worry. So the next scene, we have Booth and Brennan. They're at the hotel bar interviewing Lisa's co-worker, Denise, played by a beautiful woman named Serena Vincent. Absolutely gorgeous, eh? She is gorgeous. 
Anyway, we learn all this stuff like she that Lisa was a bit of a gold digger, always looking for rich guys, etc. And she hooked up with a, a Latin dude. She said I, she, she hooked up with the dude last night. They asked him what he looked like. She said he looks Latin. I know it's not politically correct for me to say that, but, you know, it's there you have said. it. Yeah. So then this is where our oh, sorry, you go. No, they finish up with her. She walks away and. <laughs> what happens next is so wonderful booth <laughs> and this waitress are like i was like holy moly you guys. oh yeah like, they're flirting get a room like don't tell cam but also there's a room upstairs that's a little burnt but no big deal ah yeah Turns no out problem. lots of people go there sweet 2103 <laughs> yes so oh that's right she took the guy up to the empty room that was being renovated that's right um yeah so he goes to okay booth says to brennan what does he say oh looks like lisa hooked up with that guy and like you know <laughs> like got it on and then brennan goes oh yeah looks like you were gonna get hook up with that girl and go like she was like noticing that booth was flirting with this waitress and she's like so annoyed by it and like imitates his like knocking on the table and clicking his tongue but does it so badly the fact that booth is not plowing his way through washington every time they interview any single woman ever like i'm surprised that this doesn't happen all the time and brennan's just like Ugh, this guy he could be like you he don't could know what be after, like, he, like at the end of this scene like he, he might have hooked up with like, her later exactly because man oh man <laughs> anyway uh what's your face I'm not a denise. rich guy but <laughs> i know denise uh, the waitress runs back and says hey there's the guy she hooked up with the other night yes. so they see the guy at the bars and brennan says oh yeah he looks about six feet tall oh yeah can definitely tell from a distance <laughs> sorry <laughs> But no, no, this guy is not six feet tall. No, he's like five seven at most. Brennan is taller than him. We she's know she's five nine in real life, but she's wearing yeah. heels. No, is she? I think she was. Yeah, not high heels. Regardless, Maybe like she's taller inches. than this guy. Yeah, she's oh, yeah. taller than this guy. He's not six feet tall. He's six anyway. feet if he has a dating profile, though. Yeah, they go. Yeah, exactly. They go up to the bar. <laughs> thank god man i just knock on wood aren't you happy to have a partner so you don't have to i never want to have to deal oh my (laughs) god they go up to the guy at the bar uh they start asking him questions about who he you know was sleeping with last night and he's like hey he's trying to hit on brennan telling her stuff he's trying to lose (laughs) lose the guy and they ask if they you know if he hooked up with lisa the night before and he kind of turns around slowly and then starts to run away (laughs) So and it's funny. It's so obvious that he's gonna do it. And Boot, Boot like know. pounces on this guy within a second, has him on the <laughs> ground. But his bodyguard, which I didn't realize was even there, pulls a gun on him. Then Booth waits like the perfect amount of time so that this guy, I guess, feels comfortable that he's not gonna go anywhere, and then attacks him slowly, like slowly gets up, grabs this guy's arm that has the gun in it, grabs the gun. And then somehow both men end up on the ground, and Booth and Brennan are towering over them with the guns pointed. That was a good scene. I liked it. It was so cool. 
threw the gun at, at Brennan and she caught it and they both pointed it like they were like, ha ha, got you. I was yeah. like, Jesus, when did they practice that? I know, it was very well choreographed. Wow. Maybe um, between when Cam is there hooking up with him. Oh my God. And when he's working. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> That's their practice time. But it turns out, so this guy's name name is Antonio Ramos, which you might recognize the name last name um he says call the colombian embassy i have diplomatic immunity right and we find out very shortly not the next scene but very shortly who this guy is right and we find out very information at the lab tell yeah we go back to the lab cam is examining the body she and zach are together again they have a lot of scenes together in this episode yeah they do it's because zach and hodgins aren't together as much anymore i feel like they needed to find a new scene partner for zach yeah basically it's i wonder how uh (laughs) what's the actress's name who plays cam oh what is her name tamara tamara taylor yes um i wonder how she felt about that anyway they're back (laughs) at the lab uh cam and and zach are looking at the body of lisa zach determines they determine that uh, lisa was dead before the explosion went off cam mentions there was semen present zach asks where the semen was (laughs) cam says in the usual place (laughs) and then he tries to backtrack. Oh, well, Zach's like, like, I mean, like, condom? Oh, no condom. <laughs> and then he says, basically, because of this, uh, all these little facts, Cam can't find anything else out. She's got to send her to the boneyard. Yeah. Which means Zach has to determine how she died. And Cam asks, how are you going to do that? And then Zach condescendingly says, in the usual way. Which means it's time for an experiment (laughs) (laughs) which he doesn't say no to okay but before that we're gonna get to the experiment but right before that we have to meet at the fbi with booth and brennan talking to ramos this is another scene that was (sighs) unnecessary like it was one of those scenes that was like a filler you know where they're like talking to the dude uh, trying to get information from him and he won't give up any information. They offer him a bottle of water, which he reaches for with his arm. This is Antonio Ramos. And he has like a problem with his arm, like it's injured or something. So he uses his like other he can't arm. extend it. And yeah. Brennan is like, oh, what's wrong with your arm? And she rushes over to his side of the table and starts looking at his arm and that he has pins in his elbow and he has all these the scar tissue. And right then, Alex, uh, Radswell? Yeah. Bursts into the interrogation room with Antonio Ramos's mother, the, and the who judge. Is that? Oh, yes. Judge. What is her name? I kept forgetting what her name was. I just called her the judge. Judge Ramos. Judge Ramos. <laughs> I just call her Judge Ramos. She had a she had a nice name though, like Dolores or something. Yes, Dolores. Okay. Dolores was her name. Anyway, because he's from the State Department, they're saying you can't arrest the guy. And Booth's like, yeah, we can ask him some questions. Like, yeah. we're not going to arrest him. We're just asking him questions. So then 
they're saying he's free to go so he gets up to leave and then brennan's so mad they're booth and brennan are so mad about this whole like all this red tape yeah and then boot brennan just blurts out like she's dead lisa's dead yeah and then antonio acts like upset about it yeah he seems like i don't think this was just like a one it the, the way that it comes across it doesn't seem like this would have been a one night stand like he did know this woman even though he claims to earlier in the scene he's like well basically like i'm paraphrasing but basically he's like yeah i slept with her and forgot her name yeah but he seems like he's like oh like how did she die like is she okay right. obviously not she's dead <laughs> but, right um man so brennan does that then they ended up stopping her from talking to him anymore and then because he's because of alex radswell is stopping her from talking to antonio she starts going off on him and tells him how like little she says little people have a long history of being close to power all you do is you do whatever the king says without putting anything into perspective not like a jester or a clown would have done and he's like well what the fuck just because i'm shorter than average doesn't mean i'm a clown or a jester so okay he goes to try to grab the water bottle and she won't let him because she's like i need that for dna evidence yeah what i find interesting though is she grabs it with her bare hand well because there's I guess she her, can discount her fingerprints hers. are known you know yeah. like she has known she's a known entity yeah whereas alex rodswell is not and that whole thing where she goes off about how because he's a little person he should disrupt power or something by, yeah you know confronting it mocking it whatever is so problematic in so many ways and i know you said earlier that he took it well or whatever yeah. that he seemed to have taken it i feel like stride. he's dealing with it yeah he's taking it in stride dealing with it as well as in my opinion for someone for someone who's receiving the types of comments that he's receiving which are quite derogatory yeah he seems to like he's not really fighting back like he's just kind of being like you're an idiot <laughs> he's not giving it any power and i appreciate that but i also it reminds me of my favorite episode man and the bear okay and how people would make all these comments about the native dude the sheriff or not the sheriff the ranger and i his response to a lot of the racism he was getting was worth he used a lot of humor and all that stuff yeah it's like it's left up to the person who is being marginalized to yeah. deal with it and to have to respond in this way that's acceptable to the person perpetrating the abuse you know what i mean it's very yeah. odd so it's not his job necessarily no. to deflect her comments or put up with her comments or anything like he could really get her fired for the kind of shit she's saying like it's oh, pretty yeah. bad it's pretty bad it's even so back bad. then yeah, even for the time, like it wasn't that long ago, like less than twenty years ago, right? And know. I'm sure it's they so... had those reality shows, the little people reality shows and stuff by then. Yeah, this episode makes me quite made me quite uncomfortable, and maybe that's part of the reason I didn't love it. Yeah, I'm with you. 
um yeah I, I feel bad for him and I, you're totally right like it's not his responsibility to have to like educate her on how to behave no. properly no it's not but it's for awful. what it is he in my opinion he's handling it in stride at least which is well not he doesn't fair, care but... he's just like yeah he's she's like an, idiot. an idiot get out of here i don't have to deal with you like please exactly go <clears throat> kelly what is it experiment time oh my god this okay this next scene we're back at the lab <laughs> hodgins and zach are gonna try replicating the bomb on a smaller scale like a fraction of the size of the bomb just to determine like how it happened yeah and Ka zach keeps saying i did the math very carefully and zach <laughs> and hodgins are excited about this but cam and angela leave the room even though zach has built a blast wall and he says it's perfectly safe and he did the math carefully cam and angela it's, are like yeah bye-bye i'm getting yeah, out no of thanks. here well he so, keeps saying it's it's only going to be one one thousandth of the explosion that the explosion yeah. at the hotel was so we're, i'm expecting this like tiny little oof <laughs> Like a little like, poof. poof. Exactly. So Zach and Hodgins hide behind a blast wall. And then Hodgins lights it up. Needless to say, a huge blast happens that breaks the glass oh of the experimentation God. room. And it sends Hodgins and Zach flying. And they're, it's so funny. I love it. It's like so funny. Oh my Bugs God. Funny. I was cackling. It was so funny. <laughs> it was and filmed so well. Like, it was this director it was like a cartoon it was so oh funny and then like angela and cam run in they're like are you okay and Hodge is like yeah i'm fine i'm fine and they're so excited like they're all covered in like soot and they're like ha 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 they're all full of beans and zach's like i don't know what went wrong like i calculated it you know <laughs> my math <laughs> but then because of all this fun and games hodgins basically says it proves that Lisa was killed before the explosion and someone started the fire to hide the murder. But they didn't know that there was all these cans of like paint and stuff that with the pressure and the heat from the fire, it caused an explosion. Yeah. So they thought, oh, perfect. I'll start this fire, cover up the fact that I murdered this person and yeah. be done with it. Except, oops. Like it seemed like a huge bomb went off. So cam is actually very happy about this conclusion she's telling them that they did a good job which is great that's very nice cam but like how are you mad about all these other things that have happened in this episode but you're not mad about the damage to the jeffersonian that they i know like they have to replace caused. all that glass <laughs> oh my gosh like it is a full blow it is a disaster area over there <laughs> This was a huge explosion that they caused, and she's like, no big deal. It's a hazard. Like, all that glass yeah. that shattered could easily fall out all over the floor and, like, oh, yeah. be a huge problem. And I, she was totally fine with, like, them doing anyway. It's just, like, total an about face by her. Oh, yeah. Man. We're back with Radsville and Booth. Yep. At least Brennan's not there this time. Thank God. We're in the FBI building. At no point are we in the State Department building, which is kind of nope. interesting. Um, <laughs> Alex is doing all the commuting fine. here. <laughs> Poor guy is like taking the bus, taking Uber, maybe driving. Who knows? Yeah. He's commuting like yeah. far. <laughs> yeah. maybe, the, maybe the State Department building's like next door and I'm making a big deal of it. Yes. Um, um, 
So the theory that they're coming up with is that Antonio Ramos started a fire to cover up a rape and murder because the sperm that they found in Lisa Winokur matches his DNA. Seems like a pretty solid theory. However, Radswell is basically saying, that's nice that you think this happened, but there's nothing I can do about it. He has diplomatic immunity. We can't arrest him. The best we can do basically is turn over the evidence. Like you have to compile your evidence and then we'll turn it over to like his country to turn it over to the Colombian authorities and see what they want to do with it. Radswell, Booth is pissed off about this and Radswell tries to pull at his heartstrings, which does not work by explaining to him that Antonio is like this because like he is the way he is. Is a convoy that attacked um, the convoy, a cartel convoy that attacked them back in 1998, in case you wanted to know. And he was running from this blast, running from this this scene, and apparently he was carrying his dead sister behind him. This whole was, scene is like, again, like kind of a filler, a little bit total of a filler, like super so, sad story, but it doesn't Antonio's, discount the fact that he killed five people. Antonio, in theory, had some trauma so he's a playboy and a he, yes. abuser because he's a uh, had trauma fine he, the yeah po- the point is alex drops this information about the dead sister's brains being picked up by antonio and it was all very traumatic he leaves yes. on the af- elevator booth gets a call from cam saying that they know how lisa died so the next scene he goes back to the jeffersonian and hangs out with everyone in the bone room and they start going over all these details with him this is great what happens yes this is we find out some information hmm. sorry just a quick uh, question do you yeah. think at the end of that conversation because we don't hear the whole conversation do you think she was like we think we know how lisa winnaker died come by my place tonight <laughs> like is this later on is he going straight to the lab was there like a quickie in between <laughs> Oh my I'm sorry, god! I'm terrible, but like, oh my god! You're not terrible. It's fine. <laughs> Imagine them have having sex is quite sexy. Actually, they're both beautiful they're both, people. They are beautiful people. Beautiful. Um, sorry, I got distracted. But yeah, we find out how she died. She was strangled. Yes, and not just any strangulation. She was strangled in a way where she was face down on the ground and then strangled from behind yes um they, they also found noticed some, yeah yes go on you go no they found some fibers around her neck yeah and then zach keeps explaining things about the injuries she suffered using like <laughs> layman's terms and he says to booth i'm i'm putting this in layman's terms so that you understand booth and it then was he just goes, a broken finger and that's for you booth <laughs> Every time they mention like a the Latin name of the bone, Zach translates it to like regular English bone name. And he goes, that's for you, Booth. And Booth is, I love this scene because he goes, thanks, like to Zach. And then it shows Cam. Cam, Cam looks at Booth like, aw. Like she likes that Booth is being nice to Zach or something. It's like yeah. interesting, eh? Well, because in the last, their last interaction where the three of them were in the room was in the last episode. And that was when Booth said, you know what, Zach, maybe you go back to not talking to me. Uh, 
so well the last introduction we saw i'm sure there's been other interactions but uh, yeah again like to go no from concept. that to this it's kind of interesting we do find out that so there's damage to the t3 and t4 vertebrae which they can't explain so that right. is something that brennan wants zach to go and investigate yes so that's important because we find out more information about that later but they also talked about a dislocated shoulder which yes. cam explains is a very typical injury of someone who's being strangled and when i she said that i was like that's terrifying like the thought yeah like oh, because... not only am i being strangled to death from behind yeah i'm also like experiencing this excruciating dislocated shoulder yeah anyway i thought Which that was so terrifying makes, it's terrifying but it totally makes sense because i would assume that when you're trying when you are being strangled from behind hopefully this never happens ever <laughs> to anyone we know or to us but i'm assuming that yeah. like you'd be fighting for your life so you'd be trying to you'd be trying to reach back and you'd be trying to like that those actions alone i'm assuming would dislocate your shoulder yes oh so basically this woman suffered a horrible horrible death yeah and then her body was burnt she's fucking murdered exploded man. murder is bad <clears throat> and she ended up in a chandelier that should be our next <laughs> quote it's like oh, so sad. i'm gonna swing <laughs> from the chandelier I'm totally God. gonna wake me up. <laughs> He's I might wake up, up Greg. I'll wake up Greg on the couch. Yeah, I guess Mark is sleeping too. There's a couple. There's a couple. Whatever. That's fine. Okay, let's get to the next part because this is funny. Oh my God. So um Booth, get it together. Booth is like so worried. Cam leaves the room. She leaves the yes. room. Booth goes, excuse me. He chases after her. <laughs> then what? Then he's like, Cam, Cam. And like is whispering to her. <laughs> like, do you think that anyone knows? Um, like, you know, and she's like us sleeping together. Like she's very nonchalant about it. They're like, <laughs> he's bringing it up. And then giving her shit for saying that because he doesn't want people to know because voices carry. And she's like, well, you're the one bringing it up anyway. So they're walking and talking about the fact that they're boning and Hodgins is directly behind, like comes out directly behind them and heard the whole thing um, <laughs> and gives them some important information about no, how he walks out of his office like inspector Clouseau he walks oh, out sure. like he steps out from the shadow and he goes so i found this jewelry basically <laughs> he starts shouting the, the metallic components of this jewelry and it's like he's making them aware that he heard everything they oh, said yeah. by walking out like he just... wants them to be as uncomfortable as possible oh my god it's so funny <laughs> Oh my god. And because this scene happens, we get a really wonderful scene later as well. So yes, really yes, for that. yes. Um but he does give some important information. It turns out that she was wearing some sort of jewelry um that was given to her by they're assuming this Colombian prince guy, mm -hmm. um, Antonio. Anyway, they we know who the jeweler is, which is helpful. So it gives them kind of a place to to start. They can go find out who bought the jewelry. 
um, to confirm that it was Antonio or find out maybe it was someone else. Um, oh my God. It's so awkward. Like, I know. Cam and Cam and like, oh, okay. Like they're walking, like they're trying to keep it together. But Cam kind of walks off and Boone's like, yeah, yeah. Like and walks back towards Hodgins and like takes the tray from him. He's like, oh yeah, I guess I, I guess I, I need this. Um, no, yeah, Brittany, yeah. he walks over to Hodgins after Cam leaves and he puts out his hand, like, give me the tray with the jewelry on it. Yeah. And he locks eyes with Hodgins and he's like going, it's like he's saying, yeah, buddy, I got it. Like, he just, he's acting like he's he so knows, awkward, though. He knows that he knows and he's like, yeah, I, I'm bagging it. Like, he's like proud of himself. I did not catch on to that. I at totally all. listen. I'm gonna fucking video. I'm gonna take a video of that look he gives Hodgins, because he's like, "Yeah, you got me." Like he's totally caught, and also kind of bragging a little bit. Like, <sighs> but they already knew. Like as soon as Cam started there, Hodgins was the first one to comment on how like is Cam and booth like that very first scene of our very first episode of season two yeah cam and booth are very cozy well they're they very, very familiar flirtatious. Yeah. they know each other they've hooked up for years before but Hodgins, together previously. Like his face after booth walks away with the tray of jewelry is so smug oh yeah he's and like he's i know got, something you don't he's know he's like i've got a secret <laughs> I know something you don't know. Do da do do da. Anyway, anyway, what happened? Oh my god! So we end up going to interview this jeweler, Lawrence Melvoy, um, and he's actually extremely helpful. So he created this piece of jewelry, which was worth eight thousand dollars, apparently. Yes. Like what? That's insane. Anyway, $8, how much was your engagement ring? Tell me. I think price range it was you fancy okay which is okay that is very expensive so to be fair show it to but, me but oh here it's a little tight right now <laughs> just gonna <laughs> is it the there one with go. the big diamond it, yeah the one with the big diamond the the small diamond one so it has like a little design on it yes 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 the, the wedding the like the actual wedding band though i think that was much it was like 1500 like it's way cheaper i think because of the big diamond it's way more expensive it's so wild to me i have a friend who paid twenty two thousand dollars for the engagement ring and are they still together so far oh good okay he's acting like uh-oh. Maybe not just because they had a fight, but he doesn't know how to fight. So whatever. He's got to okay. learn how to fight. Yeah. Regardless, I can't imagine ever doing that. Like I want to get for Greg and I, if we ever do anything. Yeah. I want to get there's ones you can buy that are made of concrete. Oh. And you can put like diamond dust in them. That would be really cool. Okay, but seriously, eight thousand dollars for jewelry for a side piece? Are you kidding me? Yeah, like, where's that money coming from, man? If that's it's just US like a, dollars, is he a lawyer? Is he a diplomat? Like, what the hell? What like, does the, this, person? this guy do? Yeah. Well, we they're saying it's Antonio. They yeah. think Antonio, which 
I guess we're kind of spoiling it by being like, who is it? Is it Antonio? (laughs) Shit. That's how much we care right now. It's pretty obvious. We think it's not him. Um, So we, this guy is this, yeah, this jeweler is super helpful. Like he doesn't have to get a warrant or anything. He's like, I have a bank routing number. Like, oh man, no one actually came in. Like the woman came and picked it up. Like I never, he confirms that it was Lisa that came to pick it up yeah um and he kind of comments which is so i thought it was kind of funny he comments that she was oh she was a woman who had cheap shoes and and an expensive watch yeah like do you know what that combination would mean i guess it means that she's somebody's buying her this piece and she's not like the one with the money exactly i just i thought that was kind of like an interest a little bit of an interesting comment hmm at least he gave so yeah he gave the bank routing number no problem wants to be super helpful I know. no issues most whatsoever. cooperative uh jeweler i've ever <laughs> yeah, very cooperative he got his eight thousand. he doesn't care <laughs> yeah i guess and then we get to see booth okay. use the computer this is so funny that made me laugh oh my god like the references in this show this episode alone like the fact that Zach was using like layman's terms and stuff to make Booth understand yeah. what they were talking about in the bone room. <laughs> and then this scene where Brennan goes over to Booth's office and he's sitting at the computer typing stuff in and she was like, whoa, like I've never seen you use a computer before. And it's like so <laughs> because like, you never so have <laughs> funny because it's, it's the show being funny because it's like see he uses a computer sometimes you know it's just really really funny but anyway like Brennan... sometimes and not a lot of practice because he's little he's like chicken pecking at the computer i know like, he's literally like <laughs> he's one finger typing. at a time i know <laughs> like it's surprising he even got that bank routing number oh, into the computer he types like greg <laughs> seriously so bad it's a little slow but that's okay oh, god okay other than him typing slow we find out some pertinent information here yeah brennan like us doesn't think antonio did it right um because of the pins that he has in his arm he really only has about 30 percent strength so in order to dislocate the victim's shoulder you would need way more strength than that so there's no way she thinks that he could have killed um lisa whitaker i keep saying whitaker but i guess it's winnaker yeah so they that's what brennan's thought is that he couldn't have done it then she asked booth how are you going to get this information isn't that confidential like this routing information and banking stuff and he goes oh it's no problem since 9 11. he makes a comment about 9 11. yeah which actually how basically none of us have any privacy because they're allowed to like look into anything so he says oh no problem we have access to this now because of 9 11. so he plugs in the info and boom He's completely denied access to this file. Yeah. It and then he says, gets really mad because he knows it has something to do with our friend, Alex Radswell. And so we end up in the FBI office with Radswell, which like, I guess they called him and they were like, excuse me, come in right now. <laughs> I don't know how he got there so quickly, but anyway, so, and this also could have been a phone call. <laughs> But they are trying Ugh. to figure out what situation would cause that error yeah. message to come up on the computer. Right. So they're listing off a bunch of things. But the right. number one thing is that someone would have had diplomatic immunity that's related to that 
that number. Tell me more, Kelly. I'm sorry. I was just so mad about this scene. Anyway, there's a lot of issues with this scene. I don't even want to talk about it. Like I'm uncomfortable, but a couple things happen here. Um, yes. They're trying to pressure Alex into giving them something, some kind of information. But then <clears throat> two things happen. Brennan asks Booth, she goes, can I ask him a question? She's asked Booth permission from Booth to ask Alex a question. And Which Alex never says, does. Well, Alex says, I'm, I'm small. I'm not invisible. Like you can ask me directly. Yeah. Like, and then Alex finally gives up a small piece of information that's a little bit useful. And Booth makes a comment um, about getting this little bit of information. He goes, good job, Alex. This is how we can work together, baby steps. And then as soon as he says that, he regrets it because he's like, oh, I shouldn't have said that. It was like kind of he put his foot in his mouth because it could be taken or misconstrued. Which I think maybe it wouldn't have been. But then he's like, oh, like, no offense. And then Brennan starts chuckling. She starts they, laughing. Oh, my God. Brennan. She starts laughing and explaining the joke to Alex. Yeah. Well, oh, get it? Because you're small, baby steps. Like, she just, like, makes this joke. And then she goes, oh, I guess that's offensive. Like, this is the obtuse Brennan that I don't yeah. like. I don't she needs like a little this. bit of sensitivity training, I think. No, but I don't <laughs> think this is real. Like, this is not no. who she is anymore. It's not her personality, so it's a bit of an odd jump for them to have. <laughs> also, kind like, of a weird storyline that they've written at all. I don't understand why they're doing this. Like, yes, he's a little person, but why are you pointing it out every scene he's in? Well, it also... Yeah. Like, they could have just had... Like he's as an actor, regular, he, like, he is a state department employee. Why do we need to talk about it anymore? Why do we have to keep talking about this? Like as an actor, I would be like, "Fuck you guys!" Like this part, oh, yeah. like thanks for the job, but fuck, like every scene yeah. they gotta make a joke about how he's a little person. This is basically where we see that like person that I've been talking about how he's been taking it so well, like taking yeah. it in stride. This is his. This is the end of his views oh. he was like uh i can't help you and just there's no way off. how why would he help them after that no they're they're being <laughs> absolutely awful like i yeah. felt uncomfortable watching this episode uh, that, which means just, which is crazy to me because it's like the next scene i just want to say that so scene with brennan was so bad that the next scene was a relief oh yeah and who's in it? I think we're gonna think talk about how I feel about this scene because <laughs> the next scene we're back at the lab with Hodgins and Angela working together again. He brings her a cup of coffee and they start talking about the silk found around Elisa's neck. Yes. This this fabric they found, these uh, fibers they found that were made of silk. So then Hodgins goes off, Hodgins goes off, you know, he knows a lot about silk. He talks about all the different types of silk. And Angela's just like, oh my God, like you are a man of odd enthusiasms. Like and just the fact that you know all this stuff about silk. She likes it though. Like she's kind she's of loving she it. it endearing. <laughs> and then he says to her, I know something. And when you know that thing, you'll know I know it. And yeah. then we can talk about it. 
because he's dying to tell her about Cam oh, and yeah. Ruth. <laughs> and then he does something that would be creepy if we he didn't smells her hair. Yeah. If even if Mark did that to me, I would be like, what, what the fuck are you doing? And then she goes, Are you smelling my hair? And then he goes, I'm a man of odd enthusiasms. And then he walks away. Now. And she's just like she starts smelling her own hair and she's kind of smiling like we have to talk about this because (laughs) i know we have to move on but no we need to we need to discuss this it is i after all this is the scene when i first watched this show ages ago where i thought it was so fucking weird that he was being tolerated like, I didn't understand why she was being so cool with him doing this crazy shit. But your opinion has changed. Since you told me you think that they are on the DL, like hooking up, it's changed my perspective completely. Yeah. Like, I don't know what happened the first time I watched this show. Like, I feel like maybe I slept through a couple of episodes and missed the cues or something. And all of a sudden, he's smelling her hair. And I was like, what the hell's going on? Like, I didn't <laughs> Okay, Jeffrey Dahmer, <laughs> calm down. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, when you fall asleep yeah. watching TV and you're just, like, oh, uh, dozing. Sure. And then you don't bother going back to watch the episode because yeah. it's just, like, eating cotton candy and who cares? And you just move forward, whatever. Yeah. And I must have missed all those the cues. Yeah. Well, we're because talking about it now. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like we pick up on it much more easily. Because at first it was like, wait, is something going on? And then they they're laying it on heavy now. So it's like Oh okay. my God. It is he, so thick. Yes. He brought a, I also thought like he brings her coffee. And in my mind, I'm like, he knows her coffee order. Like exactly he knows how she takes her coffee i will say this i worked (laughs) in an office for like six seven years whatever at this wine agency and we had a woman who worked our reception desk she was a retired teacher she took the job on just for extra pay she only wanted to make a certain amount of money so it didn't disrupt her pension blah 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 and she was i didn't know what we were getting when we got this woman but she was a godsend she did everything for us she'd order meals she'd make us coffee every morning like grind coffee beans and make fresh pots of coffee and do it she knew how everybody took their coffee and mind you when i worked as a waitress i knew how everybody took i know how people take their coffee yeah but hodgins Knowing how she takes her coffee is a different thing. I don't think he's had yeah. a service job. I don't think he's ever had no. a job in the service industry where he would know how people take their drinks. So, yeah, it's cute. <laughs> These two, like it is, you can tell. I think we're still at a stage where I think he still like likes her way more than she likes him. But you can tell that she she finds him endearing. She finds him cute. She finds him sweet. So it's like. I like this dynamic. We brought two his body is in insane. season one. His, his body great. is insane. <laughs> his hair needs some work, but body. He doesn't great. have an ounce of fat. <laughs> He's sit down fit. He's in sit down shape, girl. <laughs> yeah, like these are two characters that in season one, both of us were like, I, 
I remember I was convincing you, like, it's going to get better. I swear they're terrible. Oh my God. It's awful. They bring these two characters together and somehow we have like, excited. don't get too excited. It's just like in math, two negatives make a positive. I could change it on a dime. (laughs) No way. No way. (laughs) (laughs) All right. What happens next? I guess we got to talk about Zaccaroni now. <laughs> we have another Cam and Zach episode scene. Oh, oh my god! Oh my god! Cam, get it together! Stop calling him Zacharoni. If you want to demand respect, you gotta call people by their actual name. Um, we find out that Lisa Winnaker's finger was broken. Um, they know that because he realizes that there's some aluminum on her skin which he thought was a cheap ring but now he's realizing it was a splint yes um it's kind of funny because cam's like okay like what conclusions can you draw from this information he's like i don't i don't i don't really make conclusions like i'm just i just give information like that's what i'm calling you (laughs) (laughs) so he lacks the confidence but we find out that this information is important yes um in the next scene we end up um at the FBI office with Booth and Brennan and Jill, who is Lisa's, the victim, Lisa's mother. And we find out that the reason that this is important is if she had broken her finger and needed a splint, she would have had to been taken to the doctor and who it would be helpful to know if when she went to the doctor, did someone else go with her? Um, which they would have that information and oh my God, I can't deal with the scene. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> Booth gets some health insurance forms from a mother. This is very convoluted. This is where I was like, okay. From an empty file folder. This woman brings an empty file folder, which is oh, supposed to come on. It was a manila envelope. Various. Who knows? There's nothing in it for sure. Booth I leaves the room. Multiple. Booth leaves the room to take photocopies of the health insurance forms. He gives Brennan like the most obvious signal like you know i did they not discuss this before they arrived there anyway so he's <laughs> looking at brennan like come on talk to her talk to her anyway so he leaves the room they start talking brennan's like ah oh, she anthropologize anthropologizes everything yeah. again and says you know um what was it Basically, Jill is, she says, anthropologically speaking, a man gives a woman a gift as a way of laying claim. Okay. Marking her for other males in the community. Jill, though, is like, basically Cole's Notes version was like, yeah, um, this rich dude was going to break up with my daughter, so I told her she should get pregnant. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, she advised her daughter to get pregnant. She's like 19. trap him so that he would be obligated to pay for money for the rest of her life Uh, okay big twist that five degree twist is about to happen and yeah so brennan basically leaves the room tells booth about what the mother said and then they find out uh that the person went a person went with her with her broken finger to the hospital to get it set and the person who went with her drum roll please okay the person that went with her was juan ramos antonio's father dun 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 it's a family judge, judge ramos's husband 
Like, Oops. Who goes to the hospital with their girlfriend side piece and signs a form? Well, not just that, but like this dude is having an affair and having unprotected sex. <laughs> anyway, Brennan tells Booth about what the mother <laughs> said. And then Lisa's mother is feeling guilty, feeling like it was her fault that her daughter got killed. And Booth says, yeah, she probably did. Yeah, she did. <laughs> it's like, whoa. It Booth. is true, though. Like, that's cold. Bad advice. Bad advice. If you're, this is just, here, this is um Squintcast life advice. <laughs> if Don't you, do that. <laughs> no. If you have a sugar daddy, do not mm. try to make him a daddy. <laughs> no, don't do it because you know what? Sugar daddies are a dime a dozen. You can get another one. No problem. <laughs> a, B, you'll be saddled with a kid for the rest of your life. That's true. C, number three, <laughs> like mix it up. You don't want to be stuck with this guy. Oh my God. Not great. Not a good Ugh. situation. Also, number four, you could die. Well, you could, you be, could murdered. be murdered. Exactly. <laughs> Not good. Um, Terrible. And that concludes Squintcast Life Advice. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, we should have a little life advice channel. <laughs> we could do our, our Patreon. We could do a separate Patreon just giving people advice For based advice. on the fact that I've had every job known to man and <laughs> you're like set for life basically <laughs> oh my god you have Based it figured out Brittany. lack of well kind of i have an idea <laughs> you know what's going on i my life is a goddamn mess no it's not you're just a person of many talents it's I a mess a, i have a talent accounting you have so many ta- no you sing <laughs> you're a singer i have some other talents but mainly my job you're also Which, very kind and sweet and thoughtful thanks there okay well i wasn't fishing for compliments but it was very nice <laughs> <laughs> oh my god we're back at the fbi office are we just completely yes. avoiding this conversation like i don't want to deal uh, with this radswell guy anymore not because no. of him but because of how they interact with him exactly Although, this scene was okay um so Radswell is arriving at the FBI office as Booth and Brennan are waiting for him. I don't understand, again, why this couldn't be a phone call. Um, they were supposed to bring uh, Juan Ramos in for questioning, but turns out he decided to go back to Columbia and get on a private jet out of Kent Island Airport. So time for a car scene. We're back in Booth's SUV and they're rushing off to this airport and Booth decides that it's time to call Hodginson, the uh, conspiracy theorist. And they call him. I love the way he picks up the phone. He picks up the phone. He's like, <laughs> bug slime particulates. What's your poison? <laughs> I love Hodginson this episode. He's great. So he is given the go ahead to call the FAA. And tell them that this private flight to Bogota or Bogota um, <laughs> is about to leave. And for whatever reason, terrorism, aliens, whatever, yeah, it cannot leave. So he's like, okay, again, another line that was hilarious. He says, full court press, no holds barred, maximum effort. 
<laughs> Booth is like, I don't, I don't care. Just get it done. So, yeah. oh my God. Hodgins is like the happiest person alive. They end up at the airport and yes. SWAT is there surrounding this. Um, Not just that. They got everybody. They got Homeland Security. They got FBI. Oh, they everyone got SWAT. is there. Everybody showed up based on what Hodgins has called into the FAA. Yes. Is some kind of threat. So they had to ground this plane. So the Ramoses get off the plane. Oh, my God. Which they're like looking at each other like, oh, what has happened? It's yeah. Like, and your like, whole Brandon, family knows this person. In the very first scene with them, they were like, I don't know who this person is. I know. It's crazy. <laughs> so basically, Brennan's like, what's going to happen to Hodgins if it gets caught for like making up this threat? And Booth goes like, let's hope they don't find out. <laughs> we'll talk about that later yes <laughs> um i'm just gonna these... mention again there's a picture yes. of that all three of the family members standing together these people are not six feet tall i'm just gonna say that definitely right not this is a fairly short family apparently the mother's supposed to be five foot nine without her heels uh, i think that they were trying to create a situation where like they were she saying, is a little taller i'll give her that she is taller but like Anyway, yeah, you're right. Especially the son. <laughs> He's not six feet tall. No. Um, so Booth is quite pissed off because of the whole diplomatic immunity thing. Radswell's saying, like, the only reason that we stopped this flight is because a highly classified code phrase known only to gold-plated assets inside a terrorist organization was told to the FAA. Yeah. So they took it very seriously. Otherwise, I would assume that you have something to do with it and we still can't do anything like right you stop this flight sure but there's literally nothing we can do because of diplomatic immunity and right Cam so unless, is also there yes sorry. You know, everybody's mad about this whole situation oh yeah and alex says the only way you're going to get these people is if they agree to drop their diplomatic immunity yeah, that's the only way. And so Brendan asks, like, how long do we have to get them to do this? And he basically says 24 hours. Yeah, there, apparently that's about how long it takes to take a plane apart and put it back together. Yeah, 24 hours, I guess, which so makes me not trust hours. flying anymore. I know, right? That doesn't seem that long. Doesn't, doesn't seem long, long enough. enough to put a plane back together. Oh, my God. Okay, we have another scene with Zach and Cam, although Brennan, I guess, does end up in there because she calls, she's get, she gets called in. Oh, God, this whole convoluted mess. Kind of weird, but yeah. So Zach has come to the conclusion, um, well, he's kind of, again, just giving information. So between Cam and Zach, they figure out that that information or that that injury that she had of the between the t3 and t4 vertebrae yeah um is actually quite significant it turns out that something had pierced through the victim's back in that location not sharp enough to be a knife but something sharp enough to be able to pierce the skin yes they're thinking yeah yeah like maybe like a golf tee was their (sighs) their thinking right um but their thinking is that Juan Ramos drove something into her back with his foot, like a golf tee or something. Um, and this is a huge revelation because they didn't really know what that was initially. Brennan is Cam literally yells down the hall to Brennan, yeah. get in here. And she's like, I have a cell phone. Why are you not respecting that? 
um but it's a cool scene because they're and it's not the same director this director that directed this episode she actually only direct she only directed this episode of bones yeah um karen gaviola okay um but she like again that sort of aspect where they're circling the room getting all their opinions i thought that was a really cool decision with the camera Mm -hmm. but holy shit not only was she strangled, but she was also stabbed through the back with something that wasn't a knife, something that was yeah. blunt enough to just go, like, blunt enough to not injure the bone, but sharp enough to go through. Yeah. So the last oh little bit of this episode, they kind of, like, this is a crucial piece where another twist is thrown into this. I was like, Jesus Murphy, how many twists and turns are we going to take here? So now the whole- <laughs> another five degrees. The whole Scooby gang is here. So Booth's there. Angela's involved. We've got Zach. We've got uh, Brennan, obviously. And they're looking at footage of Juan Ramos and Judge Ramos in the elevator in the hotel the day of the explosion. And they're trying to figure out what he might have had on his person that would have created this puncture wound. And then Brennan. Angela's like a pen. (laughs) Yeah, they're like, he has a pen. They're just trying to, they don't know what they're looking for. So they're trying to figure it out. So then Brendan notices something. She's like, huh. And then they, she sort of zooms down and notices that Judge Ramos is wearing a pair of heels, stilettos. And she's wearing a silk scarf. It's pointed out. She's wearing a beautiful silk scarf. Yeah. So. This and seems like a, she's quite tall. She's tall. Yes. Like a slam dunk. Because so she's think, five nine, but wearing three inch heels, she would be about six feet tall, which is the the height of the killer they were assuming. Right. So they have this sort of scene where they imagine what happened, and it's that this woman took her silk scarf, knocked a girl to the ground, strangled her, held her down with her heel, and somehow while this woman's writhing around and she's being strangled to death. The point of her heel punctured this woman's back. How do you live with yourself, honestly? Like, that is a brutal, violent murder. How do you go in to an interview and say with a straight face to the FBI that you have never seen this person before? Like, it's insane to me. This woman is a psycho. Yes. She also was cheated on, and her son was boning the same person. So, like, it's pretty bad not a good situation for her either but like not enough to murder someone maybe murder your husband i don't know wow I not know, the lady right? but why oh are my you God. why would you murder the girl exactly like yeah. get rid of that husband but like okay it was enough that we figured out what happened wonderful very interesting but then cam for the love of god keep it together well, Booth is upset because he doesn't think any of this information is like, it's great evidence, but he says it's useless because they have diplomatic immunity and he sits down. He's so flustered. And then what happens? And Cam leans down and places her hand on the back of his neck and is like, go grab a coffee. I'm assuming in her mind, she was like, go grab a coffee, honey. But anyway, um and hodgins and angela are staring at this exchange and they're like Holy booth reacts shit. booth reacts to her touching his head oh, yeah 
very intimately like she touches the back of his head and she says let's let we'll go grab a cup of coffee figure it out he freaks out like starts like oh like get your hands off me kind of reaction we're not supposed to show that we can he can't have people knowing we were having sex listen (laughs) if a guy did that to me i'd be like what the fuck is your problem like (laughs) jesus christ but hodgins face and he gives he looks at angela like see see oh yeah and then and she's like (laughs) what Booth and Brennan, are, well, Booth rushes Brennan out of the room with the promise of pie. For some reason, they're going to yeah. get some pie. And finally, Angela and Hodgins are left around alone in the room. And I just have to read exactly <laughs> what was said because it's wonderful. So Hodgins is like, oh, yeah, baby, that's what I'm talking about. And Angela's like, wow, okay, that just happened. And then Hodgins says, hey. Yes! Love is in the purified and ionized lab air. Why should we resist? And she points to the door. She's like, go. Get out of here. here. She's like, get out of here. I thought that was really, okay. I can't believe this is happening to me. Honestly. I'm absolutely shocked. I told you this would happen. I'm appalled. I that this fine. is happening to me. I'm actually feeling like excited about this. Oh yeah, I love this. I love everything about this. I love how like I think that this is exactly the kind of relationship that we need on the show. It's cute, it's quirky. Ugh. It's like not hot and heavy, very light, like very fun. We love to joke with each other. It's great wow oh my god especially with this episode because it was a little bit of a downer (laughs) um oh my god okay we end up at the diner to which mark says by the way wong foos was better (laughs) (laughs) thank you mark okay mark i'm with you (laughs) one thousand percent i agree it was yeah i the the vibe was better at wong foos but the diner is kind of cool i guess and there's no Sid, like, yeah, that's the actor. Yeah, that character was great. Um, we see another side of Cam in this episode, in this scene. Sorry, that is very interesting. So, Brennan and Booth are having their pie, um, and Booth is kind of explaining to Brennan how, like, kind of they're kind of calming each other down a little bit because Booth is like well they have diplomatic immunity this sucks but like what can you do and brennan is like completely floored by the fact that this woman who she admires judge ramos um she she's someone who stood up to drug cartels and who seemingly always did the right thing that she could have committed such a brutal murder so she's like upset about that booth is upset about the diplomatic immunity they're just chatting and cam approaches the table and she starts to put together facts of a case that are a little bit of a white lie that could help to create a scenario that would entice judge ramos to wait for entrapment it's all it is it's basically cam has done all this legwork to sort of make this case look like it was antonio ramos show it to the judge and maybe the judge will be convinced because of her love for her son to come clean about the fact that she actually did it like sorry no it was me don't blame my son but 
I'm very, okay. So I don't respect that Cam did that. I don't love Cam to begin with, but I don't love that she did that. Although she seems to have done it for Booth. Yes. She knows how upset Booth is. She's trying to help Booth. Exactly. But he, funny enough, I found, I find that his moral compass is very much led by what Brennan's opinion is. Yep. Because he seems like he's kind of on the fence about using this information that Cam has but Brennan is like absolutely not like that is completely against everything that I stand for um like whether she gets away with murder or not whatever but we have to present the facts as they are like we have to present the information right she's all about the truth and she says she's basically saying like we have to keep our side of the street clean like we can't be um oh look who's here now Hi, Tiki. Is it Tiki? Hi, Tiki. Tiki. What's going on? Hi, Tiki. <laughs> He's come to get me for his walk, I think. Oh, well, I think we're almost done. We're on scene 30 of 32. So yeah, let's go. Get anyway, they're at, the, Tiki. they're at the diner and they're discussing this scenario that Cam wants to present to force the woman to admit it, blah, blah, blah. And then Booth's reasoning for not wanting to use this falsified evidence uh or skewed evidence i suppose because yeah. it's pretty real yeah it's not um, too far off his reason is like okay so we do this here we yeah. try to skirt diplomatic immunity here and then here in dc but then wait some time in the future somebody's over in kamikaze stan and <laughs> one place of our that boys- definitely exists <laughs> and one of our boys gets screwed over because they decide to, you know, uh, get rid of diplomatic immunity for that moment in time for their own yeah. benefit. And then Brandon goes, there's no such thing as kamikaze stand. <laughs> <laughs> she like kind of misses the point. It's, it is really nice that to see that he kept on the straight and narrow, even though Cam's intentions were good and that she was trying to help um then i don't know he he literally he rips up the file and is like we're not using this and then cam's just like okay and leaves like how long did she take putting that together i know that was like like how long i I was thinking how long it would have taken for her to get all that stuff together but anyway but also like they're still having pie so she leaves yeah cam leaves and Brennan and Booth are there looking at each other like, yes, we are on the right side of justice. Like, they're very proud of themselves in that moment. Oh, yeah. Super. Um, I'm just warning you that I am watching the show instead of reading notes because I ran out of time. That's okay. We're very close. We only have two more scenes. Yes. And oh, my God, the last scene is so great. Um, So basically, (laughs) the next scene, spoiler alert, they end up presenting the facts of the case and the judge does waive her diplomatic immunity except it wasn't really brennan and booth that actually made that happen it was mr alex uh, radswell that did and he did so by saying these are the facts of the case the fbi has done what i asked them to do they're presenting the case facts to you they're they've prepared a package that we're prepared to send to the Colombian. Um, not embassy, but Colombian. I think it's the embassy. Yeah. Okay, to the embassy in Colombia. Except you need to think about this, Judge Ramos. 
we could do that, which is the logical next step because that's what we're supposed to do. But oh, the the attorney general of Colombia. The attorney sorry, general. Yeah. But the but this attorney general of Colombia is not your friend. So speaking outside of my role of this uh, as a member of the State Department, you need to think about how that would go. Is that evidence going to be used as political ammunition? Yeah. Is there going to be a trial where you're going to end up in jail and then the cartels have been trying to kill you for years and now you're going to end up in prison and you'll be dead within like an hour on your first day. So all these things are things that this Alex Radswell guy is going to go completely unthanked. Brennan and Booth have been bullying him this whole time. And he's the one who saves the day, basically, because she realizes Dolores kind of thinks about her situation and she decides, okay, you're right. And the worst part about this whole scene is her friggin' cheating scumbag of a husband and <laughs> like disaster of a son are just hanging out in the room. And you can like through the glass, you can see them. Yeah. And they're just sitting there like chilling. <laughs> like they put her in a pretty bad position. Not again doesn't warrant murder but like maybe if we could have kept it in our pants we would have a better situation but we wouldn't have had an episode so that's fine should we talk about the lab the last scene my favorite well i'll just say this i'm thinking about this scenario yeah is this better for her i guess so because, yeah, because then she she's be tried, tried in the u.s in the States. yes the first time offender it is murder it's murder, but she has the character witness. But then guess. she also started the fire. Murder, I would think. Yeah, exactly. And it caused an explosion and it killed like four or five people. I think that she'll be in jail for a long time. And will I she think, though? I would think so. And also in Colombia, yeah, the cartel might get to her on day one, but I'm sure in the States there's some cartel connections as well. I know. So maybe she's dead on day three. I don't know. Doesn't I don't seem know. Like a good situation. Maybe she's be on house arrest, but like you said, it's murder and then conspiracy. Not not just murder, but then she like covered up her murder, and then in doing trying to cover up the murder, caused a massive explosion that also killed four other people. Yeah. So would there not be like manslaughter charges as well? Yeah. Like not a good it's situation. A lot. It's a yeah. lot. Yeah. It would be kind of cool. If at the ends of episodes like this, they even just did like a, like you know, when you're watching like a true story movie and there's like font across the screen that explains like where they are now. Yeah. Like maybe like a little thing like Judge Dolores ended up, Dolores Ramos ended up getting 27 consecutive years in prison. <laughs> just so we have some closure. I need to know. Yeah, but you can't really do that with fictional stuff, right? No, you can't. Like, but I would love it's that. It's not the same. It's not. We have to come up with our own fan fiction. Yes. Maybe she is so prison. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be good, actually. We're Imagine if you lab. like did like uh spin-offs of all these people and like, oh yeah do, like the side stories of all the characters like even like the security guard at the lab like follow him home one day like oh yeah you know, it'd be interesting where he's like <laughs> he's like having a hard day so that he fucking dr brennan she's such a bitch <laughs> he, he microwaves his michelina pasta 
<laughs> oh sits God. down to watch Bones. <laughs> <laughs> or Law and Order, anyway. Or Law and Order. Figures out, decides to go back and go to school to be a lawyer. <laughs> or yeah. friends, anthropologist. Exactly. Oh, my God. Well, okay. Mm. So we end up at the lab. And Brennan yes. and Booth and Cam are on that in that like catwalk lounge area, the mezzanine area. And no, it's just Booth and Brennan. It's just sorry, Cam. No, Cam never approaches. Sorry, they're overlooking. They see Cam in the distance. Because yes. Brennan is telling is confiding in sorry. Brennan is confiding in Booth that she doesn't think that she can trust Dr. Soroyan after what happened. And Booth, in the way that he explained to Cam how Brennan's mind works. He explains to Brennan how Cam's mind works here and that she's she thinks that she's doing the right thing because she's more of a cop at heart and she wants to catch the bad guys. And so in her mind, she's utilizing the gray areas to her advantage, basically. Yeah. And Brennan is like, okay, okay, well, I want you to know that you did the right thing, though. Yeah. And I think that he finds some comfort in that, like... He seems pretty happy with that right but okay who cares about all that it's uh, whatever small who gives a small shit? details exactly the next two thing that happens suits. is what is important oh two men God. in suits come onto the platform where zach cam and hodgins are together i think angela's there too yes they don't use a card to swipe onto the platform. I'm just going to mention oh, that. Okay. Obviously, I, that. I think there must be a security guard who let them through. And then what happens? And then... And then Booth, but Booth reacts. Like, he sees the guys come up onto the like, platform. Uh -oh. <laughs> and he goes, uh-oh. <laughs> As they approach Hodgins and basically lead him away... So he's being abducted by these like men in black and Brennan is like, should we be doing something about this? And Booth is like, no, like this is literally Hodgins dream. We're doing him a favor. <laughs> it's his dream come true. He's but, like, like, they're going to go get him later, right? And taken away by government men. He's going to have the best time of his life. But like, they're going to get him, right? Because otherwise, <laughs> if he gets charged with like what they could charge him with, I'm pretty sure he wouldn't be allowed back in the Jeffersonian. <laughs> His like, family has so much money, Brittany. True. He like, was probably out on. on bail two seconds later. He probably paid like $80,000 to get out just to go have dinner with Angela later. Like he's true. fine. Cute. <laughs> For real. That's true. I never thought about that, but still. He got arrested and he he was loving every minute of it. He was like, listen, his face, he was lo being looking like, up at you. Ah, oh, he's so excited Thanks. to be arrested. <laughs> God, that it's guy, dream. obviously, dream come true. a lot of, he didn't get a lot of attention growing up. Is he an only child? I don't know. Do we ever, I don't, you've watched all of this show. So does a sibling ever show up? I don't think so. And like I if he's spending Christmas it, but... alone in Canada. Yeah. His family's not all that close. Obviously not. Do you know his middle name is Stanley? Who Hodgins? Mm-hmm. And his name is actually Jonathan. Apparently Jack is a it's, uh, nickname what's that called? for Jonathan. Not a misnomer. What is that called when you're uh, a moniker? That's the name. Moniker. Yeah. His Monica okay. is Jack. 
Oki does have a brother. In the show? Mm-hmm. Spoiler! Sorry. I'm joking. I completely forgot. Don't tell me! Well, we don't meet him for a long time, so... Don't tell In, like, me season anything. nine. Don't tell me. Okay. No more. Don't tell me. Okay, so that's the end of the episode. What do you think? Well... Uh, <laughs> Lots of like, I love the Angela Hodgins scenes, but that's basically where that episode ends for me. Like, Listen. I found it to be a little bit of a filler episode. Otherwise, oh, tell me more. Scene, what do you think? Every scene, man, could have been an email or a phone call. Yeah, <laughs> this poor State Department guy. Poor Alex. I called around. him Alex. Like he's the one who kept. Dri- I haven't found the distance between the State Department. Let me look it up. Where is the State State Department Department versus FBI in Washington? There's the Department of Revenue. Fuck. I I can't tell. No, but 11 minutes. 11 minutes apart. Brittany, you're a queen. You're a queen. So it's not unreasonable (laughs) for them to be seeing each other that often. No, not unreasonable. Thank God. We found that out. Oh, my God. Still, like... You know what? This is like the this is as good as it gets. Also, oh my god, what? In between what? these two locations is the International Spy Museum. I want to go there. <laughs> we should great. do a squint cast field trip. Oh my god. I would totally That would do be that. funny. The Luke what? Already it's a went spy to Washington. on the side. Yeah. Really? Luke went to Washington for a nuclear conference, like a nuclear energy conference. What? Yeah. I've never been. I would love to go. I think it's Greg quite beautiful. Went once. Oh, I'm sure it's it's like Ottawa, you know? It's like yeah. the same kind of idea where you have a lot of like official buildings, a lot of beautiful architecture. Yeah. Great museums. Great museums, you know? Yeah. So, <laughs> we didn't like the episode. We're very intrigued by this Hodgins and Angela situation. And now the cat's out of the bag about Cam and Booth. Damn. So here we go. Hopefully the next one. Do you know anything about the next episode? No. I do want to know what your opinion is of Cam's behavior, though. Oh, right. I didn't share that part. I think she's insecure. Yeah. She's showing insecurity. To me, it wasn't a vibe of power, nothing. It was all about Mm -hmm. this issue with, with Booth she's vulnerable and i don't like it she's got to break it off with him because you can't have a relationship like this in the workplace you just she can't when she has a position of authority like she does it's not it's not good Yeah, she just has to continue to be a badass she can't be yeah she can't be caught up with this drama it's not worth it you know she's beautiful gorgeous intelligent smart funny woman yes uh she could have her pick of the litter she doesn't uh even though i am all for the whole booth situation i am love it i love him and of course <laughs> a role in the hay with a booth would be great <laughs> but not this this, yeah, is this not, isn't working because he's not comfortable with it 
And she's that makes see that's destabilizing when a man does that. When she, yeah, when when he's you like, are don't talk about it, don't talk. You know, it's a secret. Yeah. Blah blah blah. Like that kind of stuff is bad mojo yeah, for your any kind of relationship. A bit whether of a red you, flag. Yeah, whether you remain friends or not, you don't want to have that kind of just like hundred percent. It's like high school shit. Nobody has time for it. You know, you're solving like murderer cases, guys. Like, there's no time for this. Yeah, exactly. We okay. have time for Hodgins smelling Angela's hair. <laughs> we don't have time for Cam to be insecure and vulnerable because love it. Stabilizing her emotionally. No, thank you. This goes to show that, like, different people can be good for one person and horrible for another person because i think he's just not very good for cam but i he he could be a great partner for someone else <laughs> <laughs> listen he has chemistry with everybody like yeah when he's he was with flirt. rebecca there yeah you could feel that chemistry too like he has yeah. chemistry like it's i have no <laughs> like it's obvious it just comes yeah. it just leaks pours out of the screen good job so it's like <laughs> more like good job david boreanis for yeah being such a fantastic actor i know right he's just well he's just got that thing right it's interesting oh for sure well he's got that thing okay on that note yes thank you for joining us for this episode of Squint cast. <laughs> we nailed it. Oh yeah, it was perfect. <laughs> we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Squintcast with me, Kelly Booth, and my and your new friend, Brittany Elsner. The Bones theme is performed by the Crystal Method. They can be found on Instagram and YouTube at the Crystal Method and at thecrystalmethod.com. Intro and outro music is by Twisterium at Pixabay. Cover art was done by Irena Dolance Stajan. You can find us on Instagram and TikTok at Squintcast. Email us at squintcastpodcast at gmail.com. You can find me at fab underscore empire underscore on Instagram and TikTok. Brittany is at Brittany81523 on Instagram. See you next time. Hodgins! <laughs>